Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast does Star Trek Lower Decks. We're here to talk about episode three, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Matthew Kadish, the producer of the show, the man behind the scenes. What's up? Not much. And also Vader, Matthew Vader. Yeah, he, he's working on the, the chat. 74. Right 74. <laughs> Matthew Vader, 74. Yeah. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. What's grinder. up? What's up? Stop <laughs> with the grinder thing, dude. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What's up, man? How are Not you on grinder. Oh, <laughs> good lord! He try. He has to get that jab in every time. <laughs> Kadish, uh, why don't you break it down? What's this episode about, and then we'll talk about it. Well, the third episode of Star Trek Lower Decks is called Temporal Edict, and basically, um, it's based around this um, concept that was introduced by Scotty in, uh, I think, one of the movies and Next Generation, where he always overestimated how long it would take him to fix something on the ship. And that way, when he fixed it in less time than he estimated, he would look like a hero. And he gives this advice to Geordi LaForge in in the episode where they like find him, uh, having been preserved in like a teleporter buffer, (laughs) like a hundred (laughs) years. Um, and, uh, LaForge is like, Oh, I could never do that. That's, that's, that's unethical and stuff like that. So, um, basically it's called buffer time and it's, uh, something that the lower decks people uh, kind of do uh, on the regular on the regular when command wants them to do something. So like they overestimate how long it'll take them to do it. They finish their job really quick and then they use the buffer time to just kind of goof off, have a drink, relax for a bit, stuff like the, that. The, the Scotty principle. Yeah. yeah. And so um, basically uh, the captain of the Cerritos finds out about this and she had just lost like a big like diplomatic gig and so she's feeling very kind of like insecure, I guess you could say. So she starts cracking down on buffer time and she gives everyone this really strict like schedule <laughs> that they have to stick to where they, like, they have no downtime whatsoever. Yeah. And everyone just starts going crazy because like, like you know, they're just overworked to the extreme. Well, didn't she get it out of Boimler that they yeah. Yeah. slacked yeah. off and she got angry about yeah. it? And Boimler is like the only crew member who is fine with no downtime. Like, yep. he, like he's just a he, workaholic. This is his, his, he's in his dream job right now where he's like, oh, I can schedule everything. I know how to do, you know, I have this at this time. This takes 15 minutes. I'm going to do it. Like, this is what I wanted to see them do in the last episode. Like they yeah. finally let Boimler shine. Like this is his personality and, and this is where he's, his strengths are. And, and so the, the big story on the ship is that the whole crew is overworked. And while this is going on, there's a, uh, away mission to a newly incorporated, uh, planet in the Federation where that's led by Lieutenant commander, Jack ransom. And uh, Mariner is kind of on his away team and they create like this like intergalactic incident where they actually give them the wrong <laughs> gift that insults this, this society. <laughs> and so the away crew gets captured. And because the society is insulted, they send a boarding party uh, uh, to the Cerritos to kind of like, you know, declare war. And uh, the entire crew is so busy trying to stick to their scheduled tasks that they don't have time to defend the ship. <laughs> And so, like, this relatively (laughs) primitive society with, like, crystal spears is basically just running roughshod on the Cerritos, like, uh, you know, putting graffiti everywhere, talking about (laughs) how, like, the Federation sucks (laughs) and stuff. And uh, so, like, we have the A story, which is the the away team uh, with Mariner. You think that's the A A story? I I do. And then the, the B story, which is the, the story on the Cerritos with Boimler trying to, you know, uh, Save the ship, basically. I would have flipped it. I would have thought the A story was Boimler on the ship, and the B story was You'd the away so, team. But but I feel like you know most of the action took place with the away team, and the the big resolution with the 
alien race was done on the planet and stuff. Mm. So uh, I, I I was really looking to hate this episode going in because I was so disappointed yeah, with we, this episode two. None of two. us liked episode two. Episode two was terrible, and I was really upset with this show. So when I, when I I was not looking forward to episode three, I was like, oh god, here we go again. Let's see what else they can screw up. And I was really pleasantly surprised. Like I laughed legit like four or five times during the episode. I think the humor hit a lot better this round and uh, the storylines themselves and kind of like showing that Boimler can shine in certain situations and can be the competent, you know, ensign that he is. And then also on the same, on the same thing, Mariner not being the center of attention and actually having flaws and being like sidelined because of her attitude like that, that worked for me. I was like, okay, good. At least they're aware of that. Like episode two, it felt like they, like you guys said, they went full Mary Sue yeah, with her. Yeah, they did. And I, it was really hard to watch. But. Well, they, they went full Mary Sue with her on, on this one too. But the thing is, is that Jack Ransom went full Gary Stu. <laughs> and so they had a stew off uh, t- towards the end of the episode, which Jack ended up winning. Which I thought was great. Like Stabs I, I, her in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, what do you do? Yeah, that whole scene worked for me. It's like, no, I'm in command. This is my away mission, and I'm going to do this. And he just like and, stabs and it, her. It, it makes sense because in, in this scenario, Jack Ransom, he's like the main character of like, you know, he's, the, the show. Yeah. That is, you know, the, the show that would normally be going on. And so like he'd be the one to you know, fight this battle and, and save the crew and stuff like I that. I love that he did the, the double fist thing. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, Kirk, oh, the, the Kirk double fist fight. <laughs> Kirk Fu. Yep. Yeah, that was great. That was a great reference <laughs> and a great way of, of uh, there was a part, I belly laughed at this one part because the, the big bad that, uh, what's his name? Jack something? Jack Ransom? Jack Ransom. Jack Ransom has to fight this like ogre-ish giant alien creature that like only says one word, right? He says just says his name over and over again and it's like the classic big dumb, you know, bad guy that you have to fight. And once he actually defeats him and he's on the ground and he starts saying like, no, please stop. I give up. And he's like, I thought you could only say your name. He's like, no, I am very smart and I love to read. <laughs> like, I just do that because it makes me feel intimidating. <laughs> like that moment, like really shine for me. This whole episode was a lot of fun. Um, it had a lot of really great references and little quips and kind of like inside jokes about Trek references. I thought this is, I think this is probably better than the first, the first episode for me. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Vader. It didn't really gel all that well for me. No, I, no I'm having a hard time getting into this show. I really am. Oh, that's a bummer. What yeah. didn't, what didn't you like about it? I don't know. It just, it just felt maybe, maybe it's just because it's a cartoon that I'm having a problem with it. You know, I mean, there's definitely the whole Mary Sue stuff going on with Mariner and everything, but I mean, I feel like they're starting to develop the characters a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I like I like that we got more of the first officer this week and, Got a little bit more of the captain in, uh, you know, this Jerry O'Connell, right? He's the, he's the, he's, he's Lieutenant Commander Ransom. Right. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Mm. I'm having a hard time. You're probably this. not alone. I'm sure. I'm, oh, I, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority. Are you for sure? For sure. I did meet, um, an actual human being who loves this show yeah. on, in real world. I was out and I was hanging out with somebody and, and I got introduced to this person. I was like, Oh, Hey, you know, and then we started talking about the podcast and, I was like, yeah, we do a we do a thing on Star Trek on Saturdays, and she's like, oh, I freaking love that show, and I'm like, you do? And like, this is right off of episode two where I was like down on this show. I was like, oh, it's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. but she was like all over it. She loved it. She loves Rick and Morty. She loves this show. So I was like, okay, so there's a there definitely is a demographic that they're targeting, and it seems at least for that anecdotal evidence that I have of that one person, it does work. Like people do like this show. And I, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. So I, I don't know what my block is because I don't really. 
dislike any of the characters or anything. I think there's just like a there's a disconnect, a dis- disconnect somewhere there that I haven't really figured out yet. Yeah. So, Kadish, what did you think about this episode? Do you think it redeemed itself from episode two, or not? Not quite yet. So I really liked episode one. I really didn't like episode two. This episode kind of fell somewhere in the middle to me. Like I, f- I feel like it made things a little bit better, but at the same time, it wasn't all that great. Like there were definitely things about this episode that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like um, the fact that it's not just, you know, Boimler who, who gets kind of fed up with Mariner. Like no one in, in the actual crew seems to like her shenanigans. <laughs> so like I, I feel like they're, they're, the creators are letting us know that Everyone on the ship thinks she's as annoying as we do. Okay. Um, so I kind of like that, and I really liked like her whole interaction with Commander Ransom because you know, like I said, they had that stew off uh, yeah. at the end in, in the prison. I like that you know instead of like letting her like go and and be the hero of the, the show, he, she he stabs her in the foot, <laughs> and so she can't fight. And um, while she's watching him like do his, oh, she gets his all turned thing, on. Yeah, she starts getting all turned on. Yeah, and then like at the end, like when he visits her in sick bay, and and you know he tells her that he's putting her in the brig, and she starts saying like I'm I'm, I'm gonna drain your body full of blood. And, <laughs> yeah. and then he he's like, wow, that was surprisingly odd. <laughs> you know? So like I like that because uh, c- Ransom's an interesting character because he's the Riker of the show, right? Uh, but he's also kind of the Kirk of the show, and every time we've seen him, so like his interactions with Boimler, he's very kind of abusive towards Boimler and dismissive, and intimidating. But that's kind of the same relationship that the captain has with him, where the captain doesn't really respect him all that much. And you can kind of see he's insecure around her. But with uh, with uh, Mariner, they're kind of like two peas of a pod. Mm-hmm. So like they play off of each other really well. And so I, I like seeing these relationships among the crew develop because to me, Star Trek is always about the crew and their relationships with one another. Right. And so we're only three episodes in. It's like a total of like an hour and 20 minutes worth of like screen time. But already we have my, my favorite character, Rutherford, um, yep. the half cyborg. Um, then we have, uh, I, I really like Boimler. Um, Mariner can kind of grate on me at times, but at other times she's, she's kind of funny. Uh, Jack Ransom uh, is He's grown on me. I really like the, the, Bjorn uh, or the Bajoran um, security guard guy, yep. uh, head of security. Um, he doesn't get a lot of screen time so far, but Not like yet. every time he's on screen, I just like chuckle to myself because <laughs> he's so like over the top. Uh, don't like the captain all that much, but we're starting to see like the crew interact and we're starting to get to know the characters more. And to me, like that's a, a positive thing. Yeah. And I also, my favorite part of this episode was at the very end. So like basically Boimler gets a rule named after him, which is basically, <laughs> yeah. you know, can, can it's, it's like, completely opposite to his yeah, personality, yeah, yeah. but, it, but it basically canonizes buffer time. So yeah. like it makes buffer time a part of Starfleet protocol. <laughs> and, uh, it, they cut to like the scene at the end where it's like sometime in the far future and a teacher is teaching kids about the, the Boimler, Boimler effect. <laughs> yeah. And um, then like they say, like the most famous man in star in all of history. And then they oh. cut to my all time favorite Star Trek character, which is uh, Chief, Miles O'Brien. Chief, Chief O'Brien. O'Brien. <laughs> Chief Miles O'Brien. That was pretty funny. I barely laughed at that point too, man. But, that but, was a great ending. But it's, it's funny because like Chief Miles O'Brien is the ultimate lower decker because yeah. like, you know, he's a guy when he started he really off, is, yeah. when he started off in uh, he was just a transporter tech, right? Yeah. He was like an ensign and yep. he like worked his way up and he became this like super important character in DS nine. And, <laughs> and I just, uh, I love, well, first of all, I love Cole Meany as an actor. Yeah. Like, like he's just a fantastic actor and 
I love uh, DS9. It's probably my all-time favorite Star Trek series. And uh, um, Chief O'Brien is just a, a big part of that. And so, like, I love the little shout-out that they gave him yeah. in this episode. Yeah. There was a lot of really great moments for me uh, in this episode, like I said. And, and I think, it for me personally, it redeemed itself from last episode. I felt like last episode was a far cry. Uh, it went, like, episode two went way far into the weeds into, like, bad Kurtzman Trek like very Michael Burnham, like it was, yeah. it was cringy. It was terrible. Yeah, and the, the humor didn't work. But in this episode, I'm like, it felt like a, it felt like somebody else, a different person wrote it. Probably did. I'm sure. It's like I think my favorite. I mean, it's kind of like my theme this week, I guess. But my uh, my favorite part of the episode was the, the was the open. Oh, you like the cold open? I did. Where they where they're doing the the talent show? Yeah, yeah. Or what's not? Are they just so like karaoke now? They're just no, it's very there. Trek though. Like very, they have yeah, these, like, yeah, you know, and Mariner and and. Uh, they just go up there and like destroy because we have with like their heavy metal solo on the drum, and it's like the Klingon guys on the screens. Like, what is that noise? It's very offensive, you know. Yeah. And, and, and Mariner actually like, gets like his communications officer killed. Yeah, because yeah. of her, her terrible music. And then, uh, then when they're done with this, the, 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 she just drops her guitar. Says, "Peace, I'm out." Bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> like that part, that was funny. But the thing that really caught me about that was when they came down there to yell at the whoever was playing the yeah, music, and they yeah. yelled at Boimler. Boimler for, <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god." I'm so sorry. That was very Captain says you're too loud. Between <laughs> between Data doing his musical stuff and the Doctor doing opera on yeah. on Voyager, like that felt very yeah, Star Trek. I think me. that's why I like the the the, the, the drum and guitar solo because it was just so polar opposite. Yeah, hoity toity trash that always <laughs> Starfleet people like to do. You know, the clarinets. Like, oh, I'm gonna the- play Mozart's Fifth Symphony on my. <laughs> Flute for everybody. It's like nobody gives a shit. I, I, I like that Boimler's second song was going to be "Ode to a Hug." Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot to like about Let's this episode. Pretentious Star Trek people out of here. This is like, <laughs> give me something cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I, I, I like that. And there was another line at the. End. It was more towards the end when uh, when Mariner was in uh, the um, sick bay when. Uh, she was like, do you want me to heal these scars for you? And she's like, no, I like them. It's like my badge of honor. <laughs> and the cat lady's like, well, you look like a scratching post. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. walked away. Like there was a lot of like funny quips in this episode. I thought the characters were really well done. I liked uh, Ransom, Jack Jan- Ransom as his like Captain Kirk style. He had a, a moment in the spotlight. And yeah, the, the whole double fist fighting style <laughs> just killed me. <laughs> And of course, he has to do it so with his shirt awkward. off. Oh, of course, yeah. He's got like a ripped six pack yeah. abs and everything. It, it was just, it worked for me on That's every kind level. of what Mariner went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the whole thing. I was, I was happy from beginning to end. Um, there wasn't really, I can't point to anything that really was cringy to me. I was worried that Mariner was going to take the spotlight when she was on the away mission, but they subverted my expectations and uh, I was And it was nice surprised. that they gave Boimler a little bit of agency in this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. because, like, Episode two, he was just like so. Oh, he's like, incompetent. Like crapped yeah. on, you yeah. know. And and in this episode, like they actually made him kind of shine. Where like he was the one who basically rescued the Cerritos. This episode. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I and you were able to talk to the captain and get her to see the error of her ways. And yeah. Then, like once she kind of realized what she had to do, like the ship was saved. So now we have kind of an idea of what they plan on doing with this season, and it seems like every episode's going to give each character a moment to shine. And I, I'm I'm kind of happy about that. What do you think is going to be next? Who, episode four. Um, I don't remember what the trailer was about. It looked like there was a lot of stuff between the captain and Mariner. 
like the mom and daughter. Okay. Thing. That's what the trailer focused on. Yeah. Cause it, remember it had that really cringy thing where, she, where, she, where she's like, you know, like, Oh, don't like, give me the, prosper, don't give me the sar- sarcastic Vulcan nonsense. Yeah. Um, uh, like that was bad. I, I watched, you don't that. like that. Well, I, I watched the, the trailer and I, you know, trailers are meant to get you excited for the next episode. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not even sure if I want to watch that because I'm, it was so cringy. I'm hoping that, well, I don't know, I kind of chuckled, but I'm hoping that it's going to be, that'll be like the side story and the main story will be focused on one of the other Lower Decks crew. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be the, the, what's the green Orion girl's name? I can't remember. Ensign Tendi. Well, that's, that's all I have to say about the episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, you want to do final thoughts around the I, table? I, I feel like this show is starting to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I got a little bit of a disconnect here so far, and I haven't been able to to figure it out. Okay. But, I mean, I don't hate the show or anything, but I just it needs more time. I wish it was a little less cartoony, mm. but it's a cartoon, so yeah. what, what do you do? So. I tell you, I, I was on Midnight's Edge on Friday doing their, their review segment on this, and uh, I'm a lot more moderate on the show oh, than, than those guys and uh, their chat did not like me at all they were like you Kurtzman apologist <laughs> oh god it's like how dare you defend this show I'm like I'm not defending it I'm just saying like it's not as bad as I think these guys are making it out to be so they hated on this episode too Tom oh, oh yeah really in fact they, they liked the second episode more what yeah why nobody's nobody's, nobody's gonna like this show this, this I'm so series. confused man I, I can get like we talked about it last week. I get why people don't like it if it's not if it's not like this version of Trek that they've known and loved for fifty See, there's, years. There's a whole bastion of people out there that as long as the showrunners that are attached to Star Trek are still attached to Star Trek, yeah, they're they're going to bitch and complain. They can do nothing right. Well, what kind of criticisms did Tom and the crew have about this episode? Um, there were too many to go into. Like, <laughs> like, for, like, like they really do treat this show. Like it's not a cartoon, like it's an actual like live action type thing. Mm. And so like one of their things was like the Klingon shouldn't have been able to hear Boimler's or uh, Mariner's <laughs> through space. Yeah, like like <laughs> which well, is true. No, but, but it wasn't through space though. It was through the comm. Was it? Because she muted the button. When she muted the button, they couldn't hear um, it anymore. Yeah, but uh, so like yeah, the, the, I mean, it was a lot of stuff like that where they just they didn't like any of the the jokes. They didn't like the characters. <laughs> All right, well, and, and that's fine. They got very nitpicky with it, in my opinion. But that's like, what, that's what nerds do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I mean, like, the level of vitriol that they have for it <laughs> is not something that computes with with me. Like, I can understand not liking it, but but hating someone who doesn't hate it as much as you, because <laughs> I was getting a lot of, of flack from the chat where they, where they were like really giving me a hard time. <laughs> I was just like, well, I'm sorry, I don't hate it as much as you hate it. That's why. That's why there's nobody in the freaking thing right <laughs> yeah, now. Probably. I got those guys are <laughs> apologists for freaking shills. Yeah. <laughs> where's your Where's your CBS check? Man, Salty Nick, nerd Nick won't even give us a thumbs up. <laughs> the, the, the one thumbs up we have is mine. <laughs> I, I put it in there. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our. Well, uh, that's well, our, like like th- this segment that we're doing it. It's less to talk about Star Trek, more just to test our new toys. Yeah. Try, try to get our live streaming up up to par. All right. Well, that's our that's our uh, discussion on episode three of Lower Decks. Thanks for listening to the YouTube video podcast or watching. I guess now technically. Uh, you guys can check this podcast out, edited and all put together um, on Wednesdays. We upload it to our podcast uh, directory, so you can check it out on iTunes. I gotta lose some weight. We all do. My man boobs are like prevalent. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, real quick, where can they find you on the socials, Matthew Vader? <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> and you're doing. Tw- <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> do you do that on your Twitch streams? No, too? not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, does, he doesn't show any cleavage on I, his Twitch I'm, stream. I'm like from here. He's up. just a floating head. Yeah. From here up. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm at Vader seventy four. Right on. Twitch, Twitter. What are you playing? Other stuff. World of Warcraft. Fall Guys. Fall Guys. I love that game. I bought that game. I only played it once. So. Yeah. Um, all right. And Matthew Kadish, where can they find you? At Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and uh, KadishBooks.com on Amazon. Right on. And I am the Salty Nerd. I am your host. And I, you can find me at Salty underscore Nerd on Twitter. And uh, check out the podcast at SaltyNerdPodcast.com. We have all kinds of cool stuff up there. We've got movie reviews. We discuss uh, a lot of great stuff. So check it out and uh, help support the podcast. Like and subscribe and hang out with us next Saturday. All right. Smash the thumbs up button. Don't say smash. Just, just touch the button. Don't break your phone. Yeah. <laughs>